Technically so. Apparently Trump has big balls. According to all those all those victims he's creeped up against. Apparently he's got big balls. I tell you this wind. It is it is it is scary Coming to the, the studio to record the show, I, I, the wind was so strong. Now, you know, I've got a, a firm grip on my, on my bike. I'm pretty strong when it comes to the wind, but the wind was so strong, it blew me into the road, and I just closed my eyes because there was a car. Thank God the car saw me and swerved. That's how hectic and crazy the wind is. <sighs> but I'm here. I'm in one piece. And I see and I've been hearing that um, there is a very strong possibility, because obviously stuff has been leaked in the press today about this... Uh, this curfew that I don't want, and I'm sure most of you don't want. Um, I will be giving out the, the results to the poll uh, that we ran last week. I don't know the results yet, so it's going to be a real surprise to me when I do read them out uh, later on in the show. But um, it's really strange because, you know, the, these past two weeks have been good in regards to i haven't seen many people on the road but it's not just these two weeks you know just just because we've been i say we just because the rest of the population has been finally supposedly getting the message of staying at home that doesn't mean okay well let me let's let's reward you I think it's it's been leading up to that, and it can only be because why else would they want to introduce a curfew like in France? So, look, ten times out of ten, whenever stuff gets leaked in the in the press, uh, in the uh, in the Dutch press conference, it usually does happen. So whether Mark Rotter says there's going to be a new lockdown or whether he says shops are going to close, swimming pools are going to close, whatever. Usually whenever the press does leak that stuff out, it happens. So I just hope it doesn't happen. But I think I probably, I think I probably have and we probably have a, a better chance of Donald Trump leaving very quietly tomorrow because it is actually his last day in office tomorrow because the ceremony takes place tomorrow, the inauguration. So we probably have a better chance of Trump because he's already said, Trump's already said that he's not going to shake Biden's hand and he's not going to even go to the, to the inauguration, which I think suits everyone. So I think we have a better chance of him leaving quietly than this uh, new potentially supposedly curfew coming into into place 
I hope it doesn't happen, but let's just see. Let's just see. But, you know, I'm, I'm not holding my breath because, as I say, 10 times out of 10, whenever stuff is leaked in the press, it usually is true when it comes to the press conference. But anyway, uh, by the way, um, if you haven't guessed, I wasn't uh, here uh, yesterday because if you are subscribed, you would know that every uh, every day there's a new podcast. I was just uh, I was just feeling just rock bottom. It just uh, a few things happened yesterday, and it was probably it was. It's probably the first time since I've started Amsterdam Lab and since I've started podcasting that I've I've felt rock bottom. And you know anyone who knows me, you know Natasha, Marius, or even my close circle of friends, my acquaintances, anyone will tell you that I don't let a lot get to me. In fact, I don't let anything get to me. I let it, you know, I just let it blow off me. But, you know, there are some things that, unfortunately, you know, do get to you. And, you know, anyone will tell you, and in fact, even you who listen to me will be able to tell how much I, I care about this, this show and how much you guys mean to me. But even my show wasn't enough to cheer me up yesterday. And that says a lot. If my show isn't enough to cheer me up, then, then, then you know I've hit rock bottom. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a very easy decision. It was a very last minute thing. And again, it's something I don't like doing, because I think in my whole time of broadcasting, and I include time that I was on the radio, <clears throat> I think maybe twice I had to cancel a show, and I could even be lying to you because. I don't even think maybe I canceled that many shows when I was on radio. So that should give you some kind of indication of how much I <clears throat> I I appreciate you guys and I I enjoy talking with you and, and and entertaining you guys. But you know, some things just you know, you just have to let some things be and uh, I'm ba- I'm back. I'm I'm happy. I'm energized. And we've got a lot to talk about on the on the show. Um, obviously, as I said, we've got uh, the inauguration happening tomorrow. Uh, we've got the press conference happening tomorrow. Apparently, Hugo de Jong's woken up from his from his uh, weekend uh, binge um, uh, binge coma, and I see there were some protests happening uh, in Amsterdam. So basically, just another just a normal a normal weekend in Amsterdam. Um, so we got a lot to get onto um, into the show. Um, I just want to ask, um, what do you think, Natasha, about this this supposedly new measure? Because I know you've been the most vocal out of all of us when it comes to people not behaving themselves. So do you think it's 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 led up to this? Because I've you know, as I said, the past two weeks I've noticed the roads have been inc- incredibly quiet. And I include when I mean quiet. I mean I don't. I don't. I'm not including just cars. I mean actual people on the road, you know, walk, you know, pedestrians. So, do you think it's led up to this that the government has said, "Look, just because you've behaved yourself for two weeks, that doesn't mean, you know, things are just going to carry on," because clearly that's not the case. Because 
I'm assuming, obviously, I don't know yet because we're waiting for the press conference uh, tomorrow, but I'm assuming the reason, supposedly, this this curfew is is taking place is because the numbers are still rising. So what are your feelings towards this? Are you happy about this... um, this, this curfew, or are you just more disappointed that we've come to this? I don't think anybody can say you're happy about something. Look, it's not going to affect my life. The fact is, I'm home by 8 o'clock in the evenings. I, you You're and listening I to me anyway. Do the, I do the show remotely <laughs> in any case, so it doesn't affect me, it doesn't affect my family. The fact of the matter is, besides the numbers, and we know that the daily positive numbers are going down, but a lot of people say it's because less people are testing, but the ICU numbers are going up. And there is also serious concerns about the various variants and mutations, whether it's the British one or the so-called one from South Africa or the new Brazilian one. There is so much uncertainty with the, with the new variants or mutations that the government doesn't want to take any chances. This won't be the first curfew. We've seen uh, we've seen it in Italy. We've seen it in France. Uh, we've seen it in Belgium. So am I happy? No. Um, I'm glad, as you say, the roads are quieter and people are seemingly taking more responsibility for their actions. But this, is, I think, is just bigger than human behavior right now. It's, it's a lot of uncertainty. So that's where I stick it in. Am I happy? Am I sad? Am I, you know, it is what it is. If it happens... Let's stick it out because they say for now it'll be until the 9th. Uh, if it doesn't happen, then it's not needed. But they're taking advice from the OMT at this stage. So let's see what happens tomorrow. Well, I see that apparently, according to, to the news, apparently um, by Sunday, although the Dutch have been really slow and we all know this, apparently by Sunday the Dutch would have uh, tested, where did I see this, 77,000 by Sunday? This Sunday, which is you know impressive, obviously nothing compared to um, to Germany and and other countries that have been um, uh, testing, but you know it's it's certainly something, um, you know to to be to smile about. Hey, um, listen, moving away from this because obviously we'll get more into this um, on the news, but um, I uh, I was watching because um, obviously. I did nothing over the weekend. It's it's one of the best weekends I I had, and I enjoy these kind of weekends because, well, what else is there to do? And even if the, even if shops were open, even if life was normal, I still wouldn't be doing much on my weekend anyway. So I was watching, I was watching uh, this program um, that I was talking about last week, um, the history of swear words, and you know it's got Nicolas Cage hosting it, and I think. Netflix couldn't have picked a better host to host that show. He, uh, he just suits, his persona just suits that kind of uh, environment. Anyway, you know, there, there are some words in there that you were expecting, you know, like fuck. And apparently, listen to this, apparently fuck is actually comes from Dutch. Apparently, it, from, apparently in the old Dutch... Uh, apparently, fuck means you're going to you're going to hit someone. So, you know, I learn new things every day. So apparently, that's where some people uh, think it comes from. Obviously, other people think it comes from German, um, "fricken," which means to strike. 
obviously you know you're gonna hit you're gonna hit someone so there's there's a there's a you know i learned a lot of things i love shows like this not because it's humorous because but also because you know it's you learn a lot um obviously they had bitch which even in today in today's dictionary bitch as in isn't actually considered as a swear word it's still considered there's two definitions of bitch one is a girl a female dog which interestingly isn't spelt the same as how we know bitch it's b-i-c-c-e it's old english and then obviously the second definition is if you didn't know the reason why or the, the reason why the terminology for a female woman is bitch is because it's for you know when a put when a when a female is on um uh, on heat you know when a female is going through her her hormonal periods so of course you know she's looking for looking for some action so that's where this terminology bitch comes from the english used to call this to females who when it was that time to to produce babies they would call females bitches so even in today's dictionary it still isn't considered as a swear word but i think it's just the way people use the word towards women makes it a rude word it's like for example if someone had to call me a cunt i know well i know i am already but i'm not going to get offended because you know but it's 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 like saying that it's like someone calling a man a cunt it's kind of got the same the same kind of meaning towards it so it's it's very interesting i mean i i love shows like this um and they had some other some other interesting swear words that apparently were apparently swear words 10 maybe even 20 years ago but now because they're in such daily vocabulary it's not actually that it's not actually deemed a swear word but do yourselves a favor go and watch it it's called the history of swear words it's on netflix you should have netflix everyone has netflix i mean if you don't have netflix then you're a bloody agent as julius malema says bloody agent it's what you are um what else oh yes i also watched um the death uh, death to 2020 i know also natasha i think you've also watched that brilliantly produced it's got samuel l jackson yeah it's got samuel l jackson i'm not going to get too much into it because you guys need to watch it it is again it's got humor in it but it's also it is, it also just reminds you of how uh, stubborn we were in the beginning of 2020 you know as the show progresses you know obviously we we get reminded of unfortunately we get reminded of things that happened last year very interesting if you you know if you want to watch what happened last year but in a very funny uh way i suggest you watch it it's very good um so death to 2020 is what you should watch um jeez what else did i do i did so many I did so many things on my weekend that wasn't actually that didn't actually involve me going out. Obviously it snowed on Saturday. Yes, Saturday. I I did my best to avoid going onto social media because I just knew 
everyone I knew would be posting pictures of snow, which isn't a problem. It's just, you know, when people post pictures of snow, even when they live in countries where it snows, it's like they've never seen snow before. So they, so they were, you know, they were posting pictures and I knew that was going to happen. So I did my best to avoid going onto social media. In fact, I was actually taking a nap. And then I hear this, I hear this screaming outside and it sounded like, the only way I can describe it was someone getting raped. And I hope that wasn't the case. I hope they were just excited. But that's what it sounded like. And I'm like, what is this noise? And then obviously I looked out my window and it was snowing. So I, I hope they were making that kind of a creepy, scary, crying for help kind of scream because it was snowing. So I, I had a really nice, a really, really ni- a good, nice weekend. Um, I Honestly, I, I love, um, I love weekends like this. All right. Um, I think we, uh, let's get into some news. Shall we get into some news? I think we should get into some news, find out what's happening in the world. Because um, obviously there's a lot going on in the world at the moment. And uh, as I said uh, earlier, uh, Health Minister Hugo de Jong, he's called a surprised uh, press conference uh, for, for early Wednesday afternoon, during which the government will announce new measures to control the spread of the virus. Now, in particular, uh, the growth in infections uh, with the more uh, vi- with the more virulent uh, strain uh, first identified in Britain is a major concern, and the cabinet says it's considering uh, necessary uh, extra measures um, as soon as possible. Now, according to, as I say, according to the to certain press, this means that the Netherlands will have a curfew, possibly running from eight p.m. until four a.m. Because, you know, that's when the virus is really at its worst. That's when it's really dangerous. Now, although it's unclear if there is a parliamentary majority in favor for such a move, uh, the coalition party, D66, is known to oppose a curfew, as are the far-right parties, uh, FVD and Party for Freedom. So we could yet not see this happen. But as I say, usually when stuff like this gets leaked in the in the in the press, it, it usually happens. But let's just see what happens. Maybe maybe there'll just be tighter restrictions. Who knows? Uh, I hope that is the case. But let's see. Now, obviously, um, there were some protests that happened over the weekend. Obviously, just a normal weekend in Amsterdam. Ever since Corona happened, people have got nothing else to do. Geez, I saw some pictures. Um, I think I think Natasha shared them, um, or Maria sh- shared them in our WhatsApp group. One of them shared these pictures, and I'd, he looked like a bystander that the that the police decided to att- uh, uh, strike on. Is that correct? No, he was no bystander. No, that's you know this is how easy things get manipulated, and this is how. Why the discussion started on our WhatsApp group, Mario sent the picture and it was a man being struck, seemingly being struck by a, a policeman or policewoman on the uh, on a horse. But if you actually go into the picture trail, the full pictures that we're taking, this man was antagonizing the police. He was attacking them, spitting at them, lunging at them. 
this is how easy things can be manipulated and because it was shared on Twitter. So half of the Netherlands jumped on and said again, you see, it was peaceful and the police hit elderly men. And then when you backtrack into into the photos, this man was completely antagonizing, did not listen to step back. Um, he was certainly not uh, unwarranted attack by the police. It's uh, There's a bigger picture to this. Uh, people were rowdy. They weren't listening to police. It was an unsanctioned um, demonstration. It was just, again, a bunch of hooligans, idiots, and anti-vaccine um, crazies uh, going on about nonsense. We're all sick of the lockdown, but you know what? we ha- got to hunker down and do our bit. Well, you see, the thing you is... You see, now I'm ranting again. Well, this is good. You, 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 you have, you've got the platform to do this. This is why this is why I, I brought this up because I saw the picture. Obviously, I was busy during the day, so I, I saw the picture, but I didn't take much of it. But from what from what I saw, I thought, oh, the police are obviously striking this guy. Obviously, I didn't see this on Twitter. Um, but now that I have the full the full rant from you and the full and the truth, I think we can pretty much bury that story. <laughs> the only thing is, wait, it, it just goes back to this. This is how. You know, I am, I'm a journalist by trade, so I, I never believe anything on face value. And I, and I always look for multiple sources for things. And I would encourage people who are listening to this podcast right now to do the same. Look for three different sources to the same story and then decide whether it's factual or not. Just because it was tweeted, just because it's retweeted or posted on Facebook doesn't make it true. Look for three independent sources that tell the same story. Otherwise, you have to question what is this what is this picture trying to say or what is the person that's posting this trying to manipulate or create? No, sure, absolutely. And I, I encourage people, as you say, if you see a story, you know, for example, like this story, make sure you do a bit of background searching on it, you know, because obviously certain media outlets take certain views on it um which is why whenever i do see stories whether it's in the netherlands especially in the uk because there's a lot of right-wing manipulative newspapers in the in the uk so i need to find i need to do investigation before i can firstly start start reading it and then make a make a decision on whether or not it's either fake news or paint a picture in my in my head of okay this is what happened so do yourselves a favor and this is coming from the experts because natasha has many years of of journalism and producing if you do see a story like this don't just say oh you know uh, police are striking this poor man do some investigation on her first and then you can decide whether you want to believe it or not anyway I see also uh, continuing with the story just to give people a, you know, people outside of the Netherlands, you know, an inside of what we have to deal with every weekend. <laughs> uh, riot police used water cannons and horses to break up this illegal demonstration in a museum plant, which is very close to where I live. Um, the demonstration had been called by a group calling itself Nederland in Verset. Verset which translates to the Netherlands resists. Um, I've noticed the Netherlands seems to be anti a lot of things. I don't know if it's just me, but they seem to be anti a lot of things. And I don't know why. 
I don't know why this is. Um, this was also banned by Femke Hausmer, the mayor of Amsterdam, because of fears that obviously coronavirus uh, measures would not be kept. Now, an, an alternative location and a 500 limit on the number of uh, demonstrator, demonstrators was rejected by the organizers, who then cancelled the entire event. Obviously, despite appeals not to do so, these idiots still came to Museum Plan to make their voices heard. Whatever voice that was. Now, obviously, according to uh, s- several media outlets, about uh, a thousand people had gathered on the square by 2 p.m. Uh, when the demonstration should have started. And uh, there were some carrying Dutch flags, others placards uh, saying stop the lockdown for freedom and what? Media- Does this not remind you of virus? the crap in the U.S.? You see, mm. when the U.S. sneezes, when the U.S. C- c- sneezes, the world catches a cold. This, I'm telling you now, this is a direct result of the crap at Capitol Hill two weeks ago. Probably. And what's even more, as you say, what's even more suspicious is that I'm looking. I'm looking at some pictures of this now. This is right next to the museum, uh, to the American Embassy, which is in Museum Plan. So I don't know if that's linked to if that was supposed to happen next to the American Embassy. I don't know about that. I think it's more of people, you know, it's again, if you see the so-called most powerful nation in the world in a complete uprising, going against every uh, rule, regulation, no respect for authority, no respect for the pandemic we find ourselves in, then you're going to get a small look. A thousand people in the bigger scheme of things, when you think the Netherlands are 17 million, is a small group. But enough to cause damage, enough to call, cause a ruckus. But I don't think it's got anything to do with the with the American embassy. I think it's more to do with the sentiment that that siege at Capitol Hill, Capitol Hill caused and has shown the world that, you know what, if we can do this, you guys can do it too. Oh, I totally agree. It's a very, um, uh, what, it's a very contagious um, sneeze that America has. Now... Um, Police have not yet said how many, if any, arrests were made. Um, but this is from yesterday, so I'm assuming there were arrests. 43 people have, have been arrested Jesus. since the demonstration. Jesus. Wow. I just want to play you. It's, it's, it's about 20 seconds, but I just want to play you. Some guy um, actually um, video um, uh, recorded this. So this is what happened in Museum Plan um, for all our international uh, listeners. There are a lot of people I'm looking at in this um, in this video. So that's just what happened on the weekend. <laughs> it's just a normal weekend in Amsterdam. <laughs> Ever since Corona happened, I mean, what else are people going to do apart from protest about irrelevant things? But unfortunately, this is what it's come down to. You know, too many uh, things on the internet. Uh, speaking of things on the internet, Natasha actually... Um, Sent me a link. Uh, where was it? Was it yesterday you sent me? See, this is, this, is, this is the thing. I'm busy. I get sent messages by a lot of people. Some people uh, 
say nice things about the show. Sometimes I get messages by my, uh, Natasha and uh, I just don't get a chance to see it. But I think you sent me a, a message regarding um, the, psycholo- the psychology of uh, conspiracy theories and why do people believe in them. I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to read it um, tonight before I go into bed. Uh, I think it's, it looks really good. And I won't be surprised all these people that do follow these things are people that have nothing else better to do with themselves. Now, um, coronavirus infections uh, have declined by more than a fifth in the second week of January. Uh, But the public health agency, uh, REVEM, warned that uh, the new mutant from the UK um, was still... Was still, a, was still the reason for an increase in, um, in infections. Uh, the total number of infections was 21.5% lower uh, than the previous uh, week, whilst uh, the positive test rate also fell from 29%, uh, 29% 12.9%, uh, to 11.7%. Uh, the, the reproductive R factor increased slightly to uh, 0.98, indicating that the spread of the virus is barely declining. Mm. Very, uh, very uh, scary. Very, very scary. Um, uh, As I said, um, it's a slow start, but also the Dutch have finally, they've finally started and woken up and going to be vaccinating people. And by the and by the end of Sunday, seventy seven thousand people um, would have been vaccinated. So I'm just trying to put this into a picture now. Seventy seven thousand people in the Netherlands. Bear in mind, it's a small country. Of what? What did you say? It was seventeen million inhabitants. So yeah, we're roughly seventeen million people in the Netherlands. So seventy seven thousand. That's hyper. I'm just you know I'm thumb sucking. So that's Amstelveen. Um, what else? Would you say Amsterdam, or does Amsterdam have more people? Amsterdam's got about what? Almost half a million Amsterdam people. Way more. Okay, so let's say Amstelveen uh, and the surrounding areas of Amstelveen. Maybe a bit more of the little, you know, little areas, the little pockets outside of Amsterdam. It's probably how many people are going to be vaccinated by Sunday. Which, if you think about it, is it's. It's, it's a lot. Um, Public Health Institute's REVEM is to publish weekly figures stating how many people have been vaccinated in the process, in the, in the previous uh, seven days, should I say, every Tuesday from now on. So make sure you are keeping track of this and keeping an eye out on this. Uh, the Netherlands has uh, finally started its, its vaccination program. It started it on the 6th of January and as I said, has been very slow to get going, leading to criticism of lack of urgency from both health experts and MPs. Uh, The agency said on Tuesday that 77,000 people would be vaccinated uh, up and including to Sunday, which puts the Netherlands firmly at the bottom of the the vaccinating rankings, if there is such a thing. Um, Morris actually sent... Uh, a graph of this, and um, yeah, you know, we the net, we as in the Netherlands is barely showing on that graph, which is not something to be particularly proud of. 
Even Italy is above us. Italy is above us. Um, India. I mean, they've just started a massive um, vaccination process. So, not something to be particularly proud of, but it's underway now, so let's just be happy. Uh, I see also Spain. Um, they are saying, their, their travel industry is, is saying by April, they are going to be opening up to tourism. Um, and they've said, look, you know, whether or not you have the vaccine, they're still going to be opening up to tourism. So that kind of just shows you how desperate they are for, for money. That they're willing to take that risk. But, you know, April is a long time away. So who knows? Maybe by April, half the Netherlands will be vaccinated. Who knows? Who knows? Now, those vaccinated so far include 40,000 uh, who work in acute care services and 30,000 30, nursing home staff. Um, are next in line um, and family doctors as well so good that people are um, getting uh, uh, vaccinated I'm uh, happy about that now um, let's just move away from the Netherlands because um, obviously you know, I think I've spoken about the whole of the Netherlands in one week <laughs> this is uh, very cool um, the remains of a huge dinosaur um, which could uh, rival the largest known species. Um, and as I say that, my page has refreshed. <sighs> Give me strength. Right, take two. The remains of a huge dinosaur bone, which could rival the largest uh, species, has been uh, unearthed uh, in Argentina. Um, now, after a collection of bones found in, uh, in, the pro in a Argentinian province, one that I can't pronounce because it's, it's too difficult, in uh, northwest Patagonia. Now, these were identified as um, from the from the Chiropod family of dinosaurs. Uh, experts say that the new specimen is considered one of the largest uh, Chiropods ever found, probably exceeding the Patagonian in, si in, Patagonian in size. Uh, the team have been uh, unable to confirm uh, as a as if the new species, if they've been unable to confirm yet um, what the species is and which family it comes from, however, the fossils do not appear to match with other known uh, sauropod dinosaur remains. Very cool indeed. I mean, I don't really follow dinosaurs, but this is very cool indeed. Very very cool. And lastly, in the news. Ah oh boy. Uh, Boris Johnson is glad Trump is going. Uh, the oh, former that love affair seems to be over. Yeah, clearly he's uh, clearly he's uh, deleted his Tinder match. Uh, the former head of the civil service says Boris Johnson will be glad Donald Trump has not been re-elected for a second term as U.S. president. Uh, Lord Sidwell. I said those who believed Johnson would have preferred Trump to win again were mistaken, in inverted commas. Hmm. Uh, in 2015, while serving as mayor of London, Johnson accused Trump of, uh, of, a stup of stupefying uh, ignorance over his comments about violence in the city 
However, they became the, the pair became unlikely friends during Trump's term in the White House. Right, so there's something else I've I've I'm gobsmacked about, but it, this is Boris Johnson. So that was the news. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty more uh, uh, on tomorrow's uh, show regarding this this new uh, potential um, curfew. Hopefully, hopefully uh, the opposition uh, go against it. Hopefully. Because I don't want this, and I'm sure most of our our listeners wouldn't want this. Um, before we wrap things up on the show, let me just get into our poll results. Because we had a poll. If you were onto, if you were on our Facebook page, Amsterdam Lab, um, you would have seen this uh, uh, this poll that we put up on our website. So let me just get the results of our poll. Uh, where did I see it? Okay, so the poll was a very easy poll. We asked you, do you agree with impl- with the implementation of a curfew in the Netherlands? And um, thankfully, our, our listeners have uh, agreed with, with, with me. Uh, 70% say no, they don't agree with the implementing of a curfew, whilst 30% say yes. I hope I don't know these 30% of people. I hope these people are, are, are people who I don't know about. But anyway. So thank you very much for voting in our poll. Obviously, as I say, we'll give you more um, uh, information of this uh, tomorrow. And I'm sure Natasha will be keeping her eyes glued to the TV. In fact, she'll be watching the TV so close. You know, like when you, when you are when you're a little kid. And you literally put your eyeballs on the TV, and your parents say, "Don't st- don't stand stand in front of the TV." That's what she's going to be doing. All right, everybody, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>